freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. everybody. Welcome to episode number 287 of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd. And I'm the other guy, Dan Todd. Our theme today is Babes with Bullets. And we have a, our guest is Deb Ferns. Deb is the author of Babes with Bullets and founder of the Women's Outdoor Media Association. Deb shot a handgun for the first time at age 45 and was instantly hooked on shooting a variety of handgun competitions and now mentors other women to help them discover their own passion and journey. That's amazing. It is. Welcome to the show, Miss Deb. <laughs> I'm thrilled to be here. And you know... When Dan reads that, it still sends, gives me little, you know, goosebumps on my arms because it was absolutely God's plan. I was not raised in a shooting sports family. I was raised in a family that hunted, um, but my dad only took my brother. And that was the um, way it was back then. I, I mean, Dan just said it exactly right. That's the way it was back then. In fact, when I did hospice with my dad, I said to him, I'm involved in all these shooting sports. Why didn't you take me? And my dad said to me, why didn't you ask to go? That, ah, that is true. You know, you go. it is so, a conversation, right? It takes two sides. But and, all of the old timers out there, if we would just realize that if we would have, if we would have invited women into shooting way back, we wouldn't be in the boat we're in right now. I think Dan's right. And um, that, you know, so when I did, you know, started shooting at age 45, it was really because it was something that my husband wanted me to get into. Our daughters were off to university and my husband said, I want to be able to do um, something with you. And, uh, and, and very honestly, dancing with the stars and ballroom dancing was never going to be my husband's thing. Dan may love to dance. My oh, husband, Gary, no, not a no. dancer. Well, I'm not a dancer at all. I'll do so, anything else. Anything else. Well, so I started going with my husband to the gun range and I thought, okay, I, I'd like to try. And actually did start out in handgun and then moved from handgun to handgun rifle shotgun, which is my, my adrenaline pump is three gun. Mm -hmm. So I'll tell you, babes with bullets at age 50 was nothing but uh, God's plan because who thought Cheryl, who thought Dan that I would be invited by a world champion lady mentored by her to go with all the other female world champions in April of 04 and learn how to shoot. Who thought that that would ever happen? That was God's hand. I came home, wrote a book, Babes with Bullets. And when I wrote the book, I had a phone call here again, Cheryl Dan, you'll just say it was God's hand from a lady named Sandy Froman. Yes. And she said, I heard you're getting involved in shooting sports. I heard that, um, 
you know, that you're thinking about writing a book about women and shooting sports. And it was just to a friend of a friend. And I went, yes. She said, how about I write the forward for you for your book? Wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. And <laughs> one of the only female presidents of the NRA, I mean, you know, just, you know, yeah. little known name, maybe. No, yeah. a very much known name. Holy yeah. cow. How's that for, I mean, that was all God's plan because in April of 04, we started bathed with bullets. And, um, and then I wrote the book. It actually came out in 06 and Sandy was one of our Babes with Bullets alumni. And it was just Smith and Wesson stepped up to sponsor all the camps. It was just one of those things where it was absolutely God's plan laid out. And I believe that with all my heart, all my soul. And, um, here, here it is 17 years later. And uh, we have over 6,000 alumni that have come to our immersion camps. See, ours is different than a club. Ours is a three-day immersion camp mm -hmm. where they end up shooting about five to 600 rounds wow. at the three-day camp. So when they leave, they are proficient with the gun. They are proficient with the holster. They are proficient with concealed carry. That's so incredible. And had you written a book before? Like what was Never. your background before all of this? <laughs> And see, that's the thing. That's why everybody needs to realize that women are going to save the firearm industry. Mm. They're going to save it. It's been, it's been falling apart. It's been attacked. And women, with their voice and their, their ambition and drive, are going to save the industry. Because guys, and networking. they just get their guns and they keep shut. They shut up, except with their other gun friends. Women <laughs> talk to everybody. And they get them involved. Yes. It's the truth. Yes. Women will save the industry and Smith well, and Wesson, all the I am, I am praying every day that you are right. Um, because you and I and Cheryl have all seen what happens when they censor the first amendment. Right. They don't censor the first amendment and not come after the second amendment. The second amendment is all that's standing between complete censorship of the first amendment. And you know, I have people arrive at the gun um, range to train with me and I'm amazed. I say to them, do you even know what your first amendment right is or your second? And they say to me, I studied it back in high school. Remind me what those mean. Oh, you think I'm kidding. And I'm, I'm not kidding you. Right. So when we were all at the rally together, um, just this past week, and we were all, you know, a couple of weeks ago now when this airs, I was just amazed at every, um, the wide variety of ages and a wide variety of economic backgrounds, a wide variety of skin colors. And let's face it, First Amendment and Second Amendment isn't just about me as an older white woman yeah. by any stretch yeah. or about Dan or about my husband, Gary. It's yeah. about all of us, but too many people, as Dan pointed out, um, don't want to talk about it. Yeah, we just weren't taught in school. I mean, I, I think in my generation, I graduated high school in, in 84. So I'm 54 now. So in my era, like I think it was somewhat discussed and talked about, but definitely our daughter's generation, she's a millennial. Uh, no, not at all. I would agree. And now, and now we've got generation Z, whoever names these. And <laughs> I mean, if you, if you look at the constitution and the bill of rights, they're all housed right here in these, in this tiny little skinny, 
yeah. booklet. I mean, our whole roadmap. Yeah, it's not a book the size of War and Peace. And people act like it is. I mean, this whole thing is like 40, not even 40 pages long. It takes yeah. like an hour to read it. And, and the key is if you don't even know what your, what your inheritance is, right? then how can you care to try to protect it and defend it? And boy, <clears throat> are you right on when you say that, you know, especially we get in, in the second amendment community, which is you know, the right to keep and bear right. arms as written in our Bill of Rights. Um, we get a little loose with our language and we're like, yeah, the two way this and whatever. And one of the guys who um, in our auction house had worked for us like for 10 years, right. I was saying one day, you know, cause I figured, well, he knows what I do. I go speak about the second amendment and we have the radio show and everything. And so I was saying, getting ready to go somewhere. And I said, yeah, I'm going to go talk about the two way, blah, 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 blah. And he just listened and nodded his head. And then we got all done, just like the person that you were training. He said, so the second amendment, or no, he said the 2A, what does 2A mean? And I was like, oh my gosh, that's my <clears throat> failure yes. as a communicator. How, I, I'm not mentoring anybody if I'm talking right past them. Well, I have to tell you that um, you just used a word that I'm going to um, grab and use again. Um, I do a lot of work with National Shooting Sports Foundation. And one of the things that we've worked with is the plus one program. If you're going to go to the range, take plus one. If you're going to go to the gun range, take, I mean, to the hunting fields, take plus one. So we got a, a grant from them last year, a heritage grant award for the plus one. And um, one of the th words you just used that I'm going to start using more and more you know, what's funny is, as we reach this age, you know, with my folks having are now gone, we're all very concerned about inheritance. Mm -hmm. You know, let's say from your parents or from your grandparents, you're going to get an inheritance. Mm -hmm. Trust me, even Gen Z wants to know what their inheritance is going to be, because they think the word inheritance means ka-ching. Yeah. They think it means ka-ching, ka-ching for moi. Mm -hmm. And it just dawns on me, I'm not using the word inheritance enough. Um, I'm just not sure. I mean, Dan, I'm, I'm not using the word inheritance enough and I'm not attaching it with enough zeal, I guess is the right word, because I, I run a lot of NSSF programs where they say, give us one soundbite that women would gravitate towards. So maybe for Gen Z or Gen whatever, X or whatever, maybe I'll use inheritance. But you know, that's funny of, too. I, I think I agree with that because if you tell uh, Zen, the Zen people or Z people yeah. that they're going to inherit a lot, you know, inheritance, they think money, but their money is not going to do them any good if they don't have freedom. Oh, man. It, 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 you could not have said it better. And I will tell you that the other thing that's a big deal for me is going to these women and saying, because so many of them are brand new gun owners. We all know the numbers, right? When you look at um, by the end of 2020, 8 million new gun owners, and they think just shy of 40% of those were women, we're talking a lot of women with new guns. And they say, what's the one soundbite you can share with them? And I go, one soundbite is you run the gun, the gun does not run you. And to do that effectively, you need training. Right. And uh, that's what Babes with Bullets is all about. You know, you you asked me, Dan, we were talking at um, at the at the recent two way rally, the Second Amendment rally up in Phoenix, where there were thousands of people. And I had a lot of them come up to me because Babes with Bullets and Gun Stuff TV was there interviewing every everybody with me. And I said to him, you've got to have some training. 
And they said, yeah, but ammo is so hard to find. Well, they're not wrong. Mm -hmm. So here's the thought, um, Cheryl and Dan, for next year's Second Amendment rally, because I want to be there. Yes. Um, I talked to Umarex Airsoft, and I said to them, listen, I go to Cabela's and Bass Pro Shops all over the country because they bring me in to talk to um, women like that, kind of like why they should buy a gun, why they should believe in the Second Amendment, why they should try hunting. But they're scared because they've never pulled the trigger. And we set up hay bales in the parking lots of Cabela's and Bass Pro. And we just use the Umarex Airsoft, which they sponsor with the little white babies. And we teach them about grip, stance, and sight picture and trigger control, even on an airsoft. And I think with a little persuasion, I'll bet you that they would help us set up at your next rally. I love that. That would be that awesome. Idea. And you know, I agree with you. I uh, Training is extremely important. If you can't, if you don't have access to a range or ammo, then shooting a airsoft gun helps you with safety and handling of the gun. Now, yeah. for carrying a, a, a firearm, you need to actually experience shooting that firearm so that you know how it reacts and, and what it does. But you can learn all your safety, mm -hmm. all your uh, familiar with the with the gun. I want to ask you something, Deb. Sure. I mean, so you teach, you take new people out to shoot and yeah. I can't believe, you know, if you start a woman, anybody that wants to shoot a gun with a, a, a small gun, small caliber and work their way up, I, I can't see anybody not enjoying that. How, how many people come up and say, Ooh, that's not for me. It, <laughs> it doesn't happen. Does it? I would, you know what? It's amazing because all over the country, Babes with Bullets now, um, we've got diamond camps going, we've got handgun camps going, we always have media. And I mean, we all know what I mean when I say, you know, an ABC local comes out, an NBC local comes out. And what I do with them is because they really don't want to shoot. I tell them I am willing to give you a story, but in a way, Dan, it's almost like you got to bribe them. I said, mm -hmm. I'm willing to give you a story. But before I give you a story, you must be willing to shoot a 22 caliber and a nine millimeter with me. So Fair I'm enough. more than willing to do a story with you. But before you do the story, I want you to have your own target. And I'll give you one-on-one -on -one safety and one-on-one all within 30 minutes because they're never, you know, they're always in and out. Right. And um, that takes the person that really didn't even want to be assigned the story. They really did it. I don't care if it's man or if it's woman. Um, I I kind of bribe them that I'm thrilled to give them a lesson. Their attitude once they learn, Dan, is a 180. Right. Yes. Once they learn, because I pull that target off, I pull that IDPA, which is International Defensive Pistol, or that IPSI target, which is a U.S. It's United States practical shooting target. Uh, it's not really a humanoid target. It's really a cardboard target. And I pull that off, I sign it, I date it, and without exception, without exception in now 16 years of doing this, they become a believer. Right. But they got to have some skin in the game, and that means they got to pull the trigger. Right, but I you got to be that. careful of that, because when we were younger, I mean, when I was stupid, we would take people out shooting, and the first thing we'd give them the biggest gun we had. Oh yeah, and, I and don't, that was so. Yeah. I'm I, I I wish I could go back and kick myself in the butt for that. It's because, all right. Like you know, we did that. It was a man thing. Oh, you know, you got to shoot the fifty caliber first. Get all giggle and and and, uh, and it's stupid because scared it scared people of off. It scared yeah. people off. Mm -hmm. Well, so, once you once you you know the funny part is I can stand a husband and wife next to each other, and if I give him a forty four magnum, 
and he goes, wow, right? If I were to do that to her, she'd never come back to the gun right. range again. Right. So and some guys too. Yeah, and I really just concentrate. Um, all of my instructors are all world and national female um, champions, all of them. And, um, you know, again, that's God's work because they're from all over the United States. In fact, Ursula Williams, who we had yes. with us, yep. is just yes. one of my new oncoming instructors. And awesome. um, she competes with me at um, three gun matches all over the country. We put on a Babes with Bullets three gun match and very much geared towards novices. And then Cheryl, you and your daughter are coming to our She Never Quit event. And, yes. and you know, your daughter, in fact, was saying to me, why would you have ever started a women's outdoor media association way back in 09? And I said to her, I, I've done a lot of programs with Ted Nugent, a lot of programs as far as radio and all. And I said, but all the stories back in 09, and Dan would know this, were all about the guys. Right. Mm -hmm. We're sure. all about every time you turned around, you were seeing Ted Nugent on his white-tailed deer hunt. You were seeing Ted Nugent talking about Second Amendment or a dove hunt. And you were seeing, you know, the, you know, the, the Jim Shark, Shark, you know, whatever you would, uh, Jim Zumbo, but you would never really hear or talk or see articles about women. And I went, oh, that has to change. Yeah. How, how stupid yeah. were we? How stupid? We are so set. We set ourselves back. I mean, if I, I could just imagine where we'd be now. I see the difference just when we started our, our show here. I've seen the difference and how fast it advanced. And we're going to we're going to kick their butt on the other side that's trying to say guns are bad and guns are evil, because every time you take a new person shooting and I said person shooting, they they get on the fence or on our side. Yes, I, I agree. And I want to say, you know, some people might be hearing, well, all right, so you pair these world or international champions with newbies. Well, some people hear, you know, champion and instantly picture somebody with a big ego about themselves. Oh, isn't or, that a Yep. Right. Spot on. And, and so what, describe the, the awesome people that you, you do work with who are champions. Well, here's the first thing. So imagine that our team has now been together since April of 04. And what's happened is many, many, many people try out. And really, I'm going to call them as a guest instructor to see if they, um, if they're humble. Yeah. Because um, the people, that, the women that we've got that are all world and national champions, the amount of testimonials, I think the last time I looked, 85% of the women that we trained had never touched a gun before they came with us. And we provide the guns and we provide a way for them to be able to purchase ammo right on site. So they don't have, we don't want them to run out and buy a gun. We yeah. want them to try it, find out what fits them. And then they try it and they come back and they go, if you had not told me that Kay Michalik was a 15-time national three-gun champion right. and 11-time world champion, Lisa Munson being a 21 between world and nationals, being a 21-time champion, we would have never known. They came across like moms. They came across like soccer moms. And I went, I tell you their championships because I want you to know you're in good hands. And when they get to the gun range, they all say to me, and I always laugh when they say this, they go, you're like normal people. And I'm like, well, yeah. okay. okay. We are the normals. We're, we're the normal ones. Yeah. And you, know, you know, don't you think that that's, that's my goal? My goal is that um, when people say, you know what, I told you that my, you know, I, I love the Helen Keller quote, you know, life is either a daring adventure or nothing. 
Yeah. And imagine that I found my passion um, after I was done raising children and helping with elderly parents and being, you know, vested in my community. And I'm still very vested in my community and my church community. I found my passion really at age 50. So when people say, well, I'm, I'm too late. And I know, Cheryl, people say that to you. I'm too late. You would be saying to them, no, no, you're not. No, you're not. You find it when you find it. And every step of your life that you took, you might not even realize was preparing you for such a time as this. Yes. Right? yes because, um, you know, I spent 36 years as a meeting planner. And all names you'd recognize, a meeting planner for General Motors, then a meeting planner for Motorola, then um, a meeting planner for Caterpillar, and my final last 14 years were spent as a meeting planner for a railroad. And everybody said to me, wow, then what would bring you to guns? And I said, I am a logistics queen. I'm a queen of logistics. Mm -hmm. And it takes that to run a camp. And does it not take is that not what you need to be able to run, not just a retail store, but to run a second amendment rally? You better be pretty good at logistics or. Yes. And people management and, you know, <laughs> little crises management and <laughs> somebody canceled management. Yeah. And a good wife too. And a... <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And, and an amazing support system. I mean, oh, honestly, yes. could we do yes. any of this if we didn't have amazing support systems? No, could, could not. And, you know, I, I look at it and say to myself, you know, I mentioned I did hospice with my dad at the very beginning of this. And my dad looked at me and he said, um, I really, I, I'm so proud of you. He said, I'm so proud of you. He goes that you took that step. Um, he goes where life really started at the end of your comfort zone, yes. not at the beginning. Oh man. Amen to that. I'll tell yeah. you. So I, I felt like this, you know, my husband being a support system and I've got family back in Michigan and, and I'll be blunt with you. I've got some real liberal family members back in Michigan, but I've also got some conservative family members. Mm -hmm. And um, I know that my liberal family members who have said, I love you, but I don't get you. I don't get it. <laughs> and, and I say to them, you tell me that you are an absolute pro-life person and I'm huge in pro-life and I said except that you voted for the other side so uh, I'm not understanding how, how what you voted for has anything to do with pro-life and so I really there's a lot of times lately I struggle um I I receive just like you do like I'm sure you folks do is I receive a lot of emails at my babes with bullets website you know it's babeswithbullets.com I receive a lot of emails saying to me, we don't get you. We, you know, you seem smart. You seem articulate. I had an interview with CNN. Um, this is a couple of years ago when they said to me, um, you know, you're not what we expected when we interviewed you at NRA. And I said, okay. And they said, you have an MBA and you have all your own teeth. Oh, <laughs> well, there, there's and, more and so I your, your kind of normal stuff, right? <laughs> Maybe a little exceptional. <laughs> <laughs> but I looked at him and I said, where did you go to journalism school? Where mm -hmm. did you go to broadcasting school? Because you ought to get your money back. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. Good for you. You, get your money back. you got you, your ability to tell a story was robbed from you. And for I don't sure. know that I made a difference, but um. You know, and I do a lot of work with Gun Stuff TV and because of that one who we brought with us to the um, Second Amendment rally mm -hmm. and because of that one, now we go to 1.8 million emails 
Oh, and wow. we have a Facebook following. Babes with Bullets is about, we used to have like 25,000 following, but they've managed to throttle us down to about 10. Yeah. Hello. Uh, mm-hmm. So we're leaving Facebook. We're getting more active with rumble.com. Mm-hmm. Um, Gun Stuff TV, though, you could sign up for their subscription for free. And every other week, um, they're posting a link to another training webisode that myself and Ursula do, or myself yeah. and Lanny Barnes, who's a three-time Olympian, yeah. um, who's one of my instructors, myself and Kay Mixlick. It's all these training webisodes that they can get for free on our links. Oh, that's phenomenal. Especially as, I mean, things do seem to finally be opening up after the COVID craziness, but all it takes is another wave, you know, or whatnot. And so to be able to have that training right there on your smart device or your laptop yep. or whatever, yep. that is, those are life-saving tools. <clears throat> and are. the fact that YouTube is somehow you know, throttling that down and making it harder for people to get that life-saving information. Amazing. It's criminal. It's criminal. It it is criminal. Um, You know, if we were in Poland, they couldn't get away with it. Uh, But (laughs) but we're in the United States. We can do it. Yeah. And whoever thought we'd ever say um, uh, Poland has better, has a better grasp on um, the first amendment than we do. There's something so upside down with that, isn't there? It I mean, is, it's just, but they've lived, they've lived the other side of it. And so, uh, you know, it's been since before Lexington and Concord for us in, on, on our soil, when we experience that, and if each generation isn't passing forward that inheritance, right? inheritance, that, yeah. that inheritance of knowledge and experience, um, it, this is where we end up, where we, we're yep. having we're having our First Amendment rights just stru- stomped on. So I want to ask you, you know, as you were saying, the area you grew up in, your dad and your brothers went out together, and then you know you you came into this in, in at the age of forty five, yeah. and you know even then it was still uh, back in 2004 2003 it was still that that strange thing for a woman to walk into a gun store cuz she's buying her own gun she's not like oh, there with her oh. her male counterpart right so tell us the progression that you have uh, witnessed and lived oh, through <laughs> i i i look it's easy to look back and say um first of all here's the amazing part when I started really shooting, that would have gone back to 2001. Now remember, we can all remember what happened in 2001. Okay, my anniversary, my 25th anniversary was on 9-11 of 2001. Oh, oh my god! Nobody gosh. came to the party. Oh, no. Surprise, right? Yeah. So um, when we were starting to shoot in, um, in 2001, I was just kind of getting, you know, going and I had been shooting for a little while by that time. The attitude in the gun stores was very much uh, well, where's your husband? And and I want to give my husband credit here. We walked into a gun store in Tucson, which is our home base. And my husband said, um, my 45th birthday, my husband said, I want to buy my wife a gun. And they looked at my husband, big guy, and they put out all these guns on the gun counter. And um, he looked at me and I looked at him and uh, he kind of, what he said to them was, I don't think you understood me. He said, I want to buy my wife a gun for her birthday but it would be registered to her. You know, it'll be in her name. And right. this gal, Liz Maddie, never forgot her name, walked up to me and she was the store manager. And she said, I've got this. And she, Liz Maddie, uh, put, of the six guns that were out there, she put four back 
mm-hmm. put some more out and started me on things about, um, you know, this gun's got to fit you. It doesn't have to fit your husband. Yeah. And then it just, it just kept going and going. When Kay Mitchlick and I and Lisa decided in 04 to start Bathed with Bullets, it was amazing and a little dismaying when you look at it that a lot of men did not want us on their squad if we were shooting a competition. Wow. I, a lot of men and did then not. they look back now and go, what was I thinking? And a lot of gun ranges did not want a Bathed with Bullets program. Mm. They said, we don't want to have to cater to a bunch of girls. And I mean- <laughs> That I would tell you that when that transition happened, when that, I'm going to call it the, the snap, Mm -hmm. it was about 20, it was about 2009 to 2010. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it was about that timeframe where Smith and Wesson had already started sponsoring us, but they were the early comers, right? They were the early ones. And then everybody had this epiphany and they went, you know, maybe we could make some money selling stuff to girls. Yeah, thanks. It was, but it was 2010. And by that time, babes had already been at this for six years. But then we saw a lot of other women's training programs. Um, Gunsite Academy started thinking maybe they would, instead of rejecting us, maybe they would try to get more women's programs going. It was about 2010, uh, 20, you know, 2009, 2010, about the same time we started the Women's Outdoor Media Association. And Cheryl, Everybody thinks we started the WOMA just so we could have women media people like yourself, like your daughter. That's how we started it. We started it so women in the industry could learn to be more than what you and I would call booth babes so that women that were in the industry would have the chance to come out with us and start to shoot and understand what they were selling. They were actually selling, for instance, um, you know, in the case of the gal that used to come with us from FN, they were already selling shotguns, rifles, and pistols, and she had never ran one. Oh my oh, gosh. Wow. So That's she, crazy. She comes out to the women's, the Walmart.org. We then develop it into a charity foundation. So all these women in the industry that are want to learn can come out, try 51 different types of guns from 22 cal to 50 caliber, mm-hmm. um, learn about archery have all this camaraderie. And at the end of it, they can write their own story. They can write their own blog. They can write their own social media because Dan pointed out when we bring them on 50 and 60 at a time to this, she never quit event. Mm. They go back to the community and make a difference. But more importantly, we're an all volunteer board. Dan, I didn't know if you knew that word. Woma is an all volunteer board. All of the money we raise that she never quit. The one event we do every year goes to either a women um, law enforcement um, group or the foundation for uh, women warriors. It's all military and law enforcement because they very bluntly get the sticky side of the lollipop. Yeah. Awesome. That's great. Wow. <clears throat> well, that, oh, go ahead. I just want to say, you know, Deb, if, if guys, the old timers that still think that women don't have business in guns, if they would just wake up and go, wait, if my wife likes guns, I can have more guns and you could have more guns right now. I, personal guns. Cheryl has more than I do. True story. Of course. Every I, like I like it. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's, it's what it was. I mean, guys used to have to hide buying a new gun. Yeah. If the woman's involved in it, they say, Hey, let's get up this morning and go buy a new gun. All yeah. right, let's go. Right. You know who you would love, Dan, you would love um, one of my, you know, the one woman that started the uh, Bays with bullets program with me was Kay Mitchell. Her husband, Jerry Mitchlick, 
is extremely well-known, world's fastest revolver shooter. I think right now he's got 1.9 million followers, okay? And Jerry um, and my Gary and a couple of other husbands of women that, you know, babes with bullets instructors um, wrote, did a a webisode called um, um, Couples That Shoot Together, Stay Together. I love it. Right. So it sounds a lot like what Dan was just saying, right? Couples that shoot together, stay together. And I told my husband, it does not matter uh, how many guns he has. It doesn't matter how many guns I have, as long as I have one more than him. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) That's awesome. And so anybody in the industry looks at that and goes, what have we done? (laughs) Why did we wait so long? Yes. But I'm sure it was women that woke us up, uh, you know, that woke us up, says, hey, we're part of this industry too. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I get it. So what, I mean, you've touched on a lot of them, but what kind of specific changes and um, improvements have you witnessed in the, in the last 17 years? And, and I know some of it has got to be about the equipment itself. Oh yes. The tools uh, itself, the whole payment and shrink it thing. You know, it's um. I'll give you for some instances when we were um, um, getting holsters built uh, for women that were because Smith and Wesson had given us the M and P in twenty two caliber and M and P in nine millimeter, and um, they they everybody was trying to sell us a concealed carry uh, holster that fit guys, and I said to them, that's not what I'm looking for. I said I'm looking for a holster, and we actually went to a holster company. Now I work with Weber Tactical. But I actually went to a holster company and Kay did too. And I said, I want it to be a drop down and offset holster. And they looked at me like I was, right? And I said, you don't understand. I said, women are not as long waisted as guys. And we have this thing called a bus line we have to get over. And I said, so what I want is a holster that drops down and is offset. So as I'm teaching women how to pull the gun for the holster, I don't want to teach her from her armpit. I'm not saying she can't learn how to do that later. But in the very beginning, I want her comfortably to learn how to do a, um, a, a draw from the holster. So the holsters now commonly are drop set, are, are drop down and offset so she can wrap it down without having to do the Right. Yes. Right. Oh, so that was amen. one thing we did. The other thing we did is we talked to a lot of the 511 type clothing manufacturers and said, stop putting me in men's pants. Amen. All right. And um, I developed a I developed a pair of uh, tactical yoga pants where I've got all the magazine pockets for my AR-15 mags, though. Keep in mind, I shoot heavy metal division, Dan. So I shoot an AR-10, which is a 308 platform. Mm-hmm. I shoot a um, 12 gauge shotgun and a 45 cal. And I did that because Fioki ammo, I just got to give them a big Fioki Ammo yeah. uh, said, if you will be the first super senior woman to ever shoot heavy metal division with the, we'll sponsor you. And I went, nice. you're going to give me free ammo? And they went, <laughs> I'm not a pro shooter. I'm an enthusiastic amateur at mm. best. And I went, you're going to give me ammo? And they went, sure. As long as you go to four major matches with your Fioki jersey on, we'll give you all the ammo to practice and make good. So in 2020, I was the first super senior woman because I'm at that time I was 66. Now I'm 67 um, to ever shoot in heavy metal division and POF, which is in your backyard. Oh yeah. Yes. Gave me a 308 rifle 
and uh, staccato, which is down in Texas, uh, provided me with the 45 cal. So, I, I mean, how lucky was I? And they made those guns, Cheryl, they made those guns work for me. You know, nicer triggers. There's another thing. You show me a woman that I've ever had a camp that wants to fight a trigger. Yeah. Right. And triggers have come so far for women yes. that they don't have to fight them anymore. And here's another one. You know, the grips on the guns, Dan, you've seen them. You know, so many of the grips that I used to hold back 15, 16 years ago were so big for my hand. And I've you got good yeah. size. They were so big. Now yeah. I get a lot of phone calls saying, if we send you a grip, you know, on this blue plastic gun, if we send you that gun and we're thinking of this ambidextrous type grip, would you give it a one to 10 rating for us? And I'm, I'm pretty upfront with them. When I don't like it, I tell them, or if I do like it, I go, <laughs> yeah. and well, I, don't make, other... I don't make money doing it, Dan. I just do it because I don't want to put out a product that isn't user-friendly to women. Right. And the other thing too, is a slide. They've come out with easy Smith and Wesson has easy slide. Love it. Those th that things. That, and that's not, that oh. doesn't just help women. It helps anyone that yeah. makes it easier Amen. for their, their gun to, uh, to load their gun. So, and don't forget they came out. Um, one of the things we are indeed on, um, with a guy out of Tel Aviv was the thing called an Uplula. And he talked to me at oh, chat yeah. show and he said, well, what's the problem with this? I said, I get a lot of women that have fibromyalgia or they have some arthritis or very bluntly, they're just petite. And mm -hmm. I said, and they, they get to in Arizona, not California, obviously, but Arizona, they get to the end of that 17 round mag. They can't get in bullet past number 10, much yeah. less bullet number 17. Right. And he developed an Uplula and uh, that now was almost, um, 15 years ago, and then 13 years ago, I said, I don't want to black up Lula because black on black in my gun bag is a nightmare. And then starting about 10 years ago now, he makes them in 17 different colors. Mm -hmm. So I'm so just saying there's, there's new pants that have come out. There's new holsters that have come out. There's, there's new firearms. Dan pointed out the easy shield, right? Yeah. I have an easy shield and I have the regular shield. Now I can rack my slide, no problem. Right. But I've noticed for some of the gals, the easy shield is much easier for them. And of course, like you folks, I go to a shot show, which I miss. And don't forget, um, for the media people like yourself, um, Cheryl and Dan, we have triggeredexpo.com coming up in October in South Carolina to try out all the new guns um, that were um, that we didn't have range day for, that we didn't have a shot show for. And that's, it's called triggeredexpo.com. And I'm gonna be going with Gun Stuff TV and it's not open to the public, it's open to media. So we can show what we never got to see a shot show. Yeah. And no, that would include wonderful. a lot of what Dan just asked about. That would include a lot of what came out new in 2020 and 2021 that we didn't get to see. Right. Absolutely. So, well, let's hope it doesn't get canceled because holy moly. It's in South Carolina thing. and the governor already put a stamp on as a yes. And when is when well, is that going to be? That's, uh, that is uh, October 4th through the 8th of October. And I'll be there with Gun Stuff TV. Now, Blue for I've got to give huge kudos to Blue 42 because when you see all of our training webisodes that'll actually be put on Gun Stuff, it was actually done. They followed us to 10 different camps all through 2019 and 2020. And they taped all of those webisodes, Blue 42, which is like um, an ad agency, really. That's what they are. But they're a big Second Amendment hunting 
um, you know, zealots. I mean, they're they're wonderful. And they taped all that footage, edited it, and gave it to Gun Stuff to be able to put on the training webisodes. How how um that was a servant's heart that did yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And and I love that you went to South Carolina and you are supporting one of the the states that has a governor that understands freedom. So yeah. uh, I think that's fantastic. We definitely need to do some more work in Arizona. Mm -hmm. And um, I had the opportunity to talk to Tiffany Shedd mm -hmm. when we were um, all together there and, um, and Sue Ritter, who you had there, who I've known for a while. But I will tell you, we have got some amazing people, which you and Dan know, in Arizona. But we have got to make sure that um, whatever we have to do to get Mark Kelly out. Yes. Yeah. Mr. I'm a gun guy, but. And he didn't right? go. He, and was he there? No. As a matter no. of fact. I was like, well, you know, if he's such a gun guy, surely he's with us here today at the rally. Uh, no? Well, okay. Did you there know you that are. Mr. Gun Guy, a number of years ago, this way before he ran for Senate, actually did a straw purchase? Yes. Yeah. About AR 15. Yep. And, and they shuffled it under the, uh, yeah. You know, they shuffled it under the rug. Now, if that yeah. had been you or Dan, it would have gotten shuffled right. under the rug. So, well, speaking, before, speaking of the event yesterday, or uh, Saturday, yeah. uh, Kate, K Jazz said there was hundreds of people at the event. Hundreds. Hmm. Hundreds. Like Let's 40, try 4,500 maybe. Yeah. Thousands. Yeah. You know, 45, probably 4,000. Well, I, I'm just saying, I was looking at, um, even when I was back behind the stage and looking out when Ursula went up, right? Which was near uh -huh. the end. And I yeah. wanted to get an idea. Okay, this is near the end. You know, there were people as far down that, uh, what do you call that, a promenade? I don't know what they call that. Mm -hmm. But it was as far down as I could see, there were people. Yes. So I that agree. isn't hundreds. That was thousands. It was thousands. And so last year, there are two lawns. Last year, we just had one of the lawns that we were set up on. And, you know, people were pretty much, you know, shoulder to shoulder, however they, they were, you know, packed in right this year we took both lawns we doubled our square footage and i'm telling you the the volume of people looked the same to me so i think when last year we had 3500 to 4000 honestly i think our number this year was pretty close to double that but we haven't gotten any official word yet and you know again you can't rely on the news to tell you that so well hello hello and um and the other thing i'll link into you is because the uh gun stuff tv who did the we went around and did interviews with you cheryl with marcia petrie sue with convention of states which i'm active with um with turning point which i'm active with and you know so many people dan just say to me why why, why would you be active with that much i said you you know we, none of us can be a one-trick pony Okay, so I'm very active with horse rescue. I'm very active with dog rescue. I'm very active with um, pro-life movement. I'm very active with a wide variety of political groups because I feel that too many people, um, we call it the silent apathetic majority. I call them the Sams. I said, please don't be a Sam. And they go, what have you got against Walmart? I said, no, silent <laughs> apathetic majority. I'm not against, I'm not about against Sam's clubs, okay? Yeah. Um, but I looked at that and I thought to myself at your rally and, you know, as gun stuff brings out all their our 90 second to two minute pieces, I'm going to make sure to link it right back to you um, so, so that you've got them. I mean, yes. you're, you're the host. I mean, and, you know, Ryder USA made it. We did uh, interview Mike Sullivan. Yes. And, I'm, I, you know, we'll, we'll definitely, it's going to be on rumble.com because 
gun stuff went home from your event to find out that YouTube had sent them a very crisp email letting them know that they had been uh, demonetized and would disappear off YouTube. And that was the same Saturday as your event. I got a notice from GoDaddy in January. Um, I not, did not know Bob Parsons had sold GoDaddy to Amazon in September of 2018. Didn't that know. is why. I didn't know that. I, I, I figured that Bob was not a one of these type of people that would silence us. And well, there you go. It's done. So I got a notice from GoDaddy saying, uh, we regret to inform you that as a community, we no longer want to support uh, your base with bullets program, unless you were to have a name change and take the name bullets. So, I mean, that was kind of done in the, the, so I called mm -hmm. up to talk to a supervisor and said, are you serious? Are you serious? And he went, Oh, very serious. So then becomes the scramble to change Dan, you know, you have to move your domain names. You have to move your server. You have to move your website. So I'm, I'm doing this as a wake up call, Cheryl, mm -hmm. you know, on your program on gun stuff, TV programs, it's a wake up call. Yeah. Everybody said, oh, I wonder if I can get away with it. It isn't if they're going to come for you. It's when. when. It's yeah. So now, stop you, doing the ostrich thing. Yeah, you are so right. Did you have a shopping cart on your site? Was it because you were selling things or was it really just that name? I think it was both. Um, they did like the name mm -hmm. and um, the shopping cart we had um, was we never sold guns or ammo. That's no. We sold yeah. camp slots. We never sold guns ammo. We never even sold t-shirts, you guys. I mean, we right. just did. We sold slots to a safety camp. So, Deb, right? who did you who'd you go to? Who'd you change to? Hostgator. Hostgator? I want to tell, tell you it was easy, Dan, but I don't want to lie to you. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to tell you that um, if not for my husband, Cheryl talked about support system, yeah. if mm -hmm. not for my husband and uh, one of my very, very good friends that helps me run the Babes with Bullets three gun challenge, which were, by the way, if you ever take a drive up to Grand Junction, Colorado, go see the Cameo Shooting Complex. Hey, Walt, I'm giving you a shout out here. Cameo <laughs> Shooting Complex, brand new, 41 different ranges. The farthest out range is 2,500 yards. Wow. It is got Wi-Fi in every bay. It is the state of the art. Wow. It's what we're going to host our, our this year's Babes with Bullets Three Gun Challenge. So people think there's not new ranges being built, Dan. They're wrong. There are. Wow. Yeah. Well, That's I awesome. am glad. I am yeah, glad well, that we are undeterred. <laughs> I think that is part of that eternal vigilance that our founders said, the only way you're keeping this republic is through eternal vigilance. And, you know, moving forward undeterred, I think is, you know, part of that mindset and if we be. all just roll over and, and give into it. Um, you know, I, I, my thing about, uh, Facebook is I'm like, I'm going to use their infrastructure until they absolutely boot me out the door. I, I, you could not, I could not be agreeing with you more. Everybody says, well, why do you still have your links on Facebook? I said, so they boot me out the door. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to continue. I'm going to continue to ride that horse. Absolutely. You know, I'm going to continue to ride that horse till they boot me out the door. But I do want to let people know that we're getting like I'm on Telegram, right? Mm -hmm. I do a lot me of too. stuff on Telegram, which I know you do too. And um, and in addition, I see that President Trump, to me, still my president. Okay, uh, President Trump is um, talking a, a lot more about starting his own social media, and they should be afraid, very afraid. 
um, because when he got kicked off Twitter, we all left Twitter. And uh, but Rumble.com, um, we're we're gonna keep pushing on that one. I'm yeah. waiting to see. I, are you guys going to CPAC this week in Florida? I'm not. We're not able to, no. And and it's interesting that they've moved from their old, I mean, they were in uh, Maryland forever and now they're in Florida. So that tells oh, us something. Surprise, surprise, mm-hmm. surprise. surprise. Right? But, but keep in mind, Cheryl and Dan, not everybody can move to Florida. We have to stay in Arizona yes. and we have to fight and we, we have to keep prayer going. Right, yes. the fighting is important. I mean, we all say, if you don't like California, why'd you, why didn't you move? And a lot of people did move and they took their fight with them. And so we need to, we need to stay here, plant our feet down and fight. Yes. But this is, I think we can win this battle. I really do. The more that I see people like you out there, we're going to win this battle. It's not, there's no question about it because every time you touch one of those people on the other side, they come over. You know, but I think you brought up a good point, and I think Cheryl did too when she and I were talking. If we don't touch them, and I don't mean talk to them because they don't listen. If we don't touch them, we're like I made the media gal from ABC um, when I was out in Chicago doing a camp. This is back about four years ago. We made her, I made her touch that 22 caliber and then touch that nine. And all of a sudden, it's because she touched it herself. I believe that these, you know, Gen Z and, and the millennials, I don't think that they believe one word coming out of our mouth. I believe they have to touch it. They have to inherit it themselves mm-hmm. or they don't believe you. And I don't know why they're so distrustful. I don't know who they feel has lied to them. The only people that have lied to them has been CNN and the rest of them. That's that the only ones true? that have lied to them consistently. But unless they can touch it, which is why at next year's rally, I'm going to get Umarex on board. We're going to get hay put out there. And I'll bet you, I'll bet you, Cheryl, we'll have a line a thousand people long and I'll bring out a bunch of instructors with me and we'll get them enthusiastic and we'll have eye protection for them. Of course, with their self, they don't need ear. Yeah. Um, and we'll get, we'll get them going on the safety rules. You That's awesome. are giving me goosebumps. I am so excited. <laughs> I, that is phenomenal. We can't do a two hour show, Cheryl. I know we we've, we've got to wrap All up right. and there's so many things we didn't get to. I'm, I'm, you know, I wish there was more time, but we will definitely have you back on. Okay. Um, I don't want to close out without really putting some structure around letting people know what is the, she never quit event because I first heard about it when, uh, Marsha Petrie Sue was on our show uh, a couple of weeks back. And it's first I'd heard about it. I'm thinking, where have I been? And I am going. Like I am clearing the deck. I think it's you and your daughter both going, right? Yes, we are. And I mean, because we're we're more issues than actual, you know, getting out. We've never been hunting. There's there's so much that being immersed in that way in a safe environment in in it even sounds like a nurturing almost environment you're gonna add most of the instructors that will be there with you so if they go to she never quit.org and and i think we even own the domain site of she never quits but she never quit which is kind of off that navy seal team never quit okay which we we have wives of navy seals come to the event and believe it or not most of them don't know how to shoot mm-hmm. um but anyway she never quit and if they want to do the Women's Outdoor Media Association or the WOMA.org and put the 
so you don't end up with Washington orthopedic thing, but <laughs> thewoma.org, they'll be able to sign up for She Never Quit. I would like to forewarn you and some of your listeners, actually, that um, we only take a grand total of about 50 because the other 14 slots are used by our, our trainers. And of the 50, 30 slots are already gone. I they were it. gone before we left 2020. I believe it. And it's in Texas and it's October 20, October 21st to the 24th. And it's very close to San, uh, not within 90 miles of San Antonio, Texas. And it's at the Thumbtack Ranch, which does all the Trinity Oaks charity hunts for the terminally ill veterans and terminally ill children. Wow. Awesome. Unbelievably awesome. I cannot wait for that. I am so looking forward to that immersive. Oh, you'll uh, love it. I'm going to learn so much. All right. Miss Deb Ferns, my goodness, babes with bullets, women's outdoor new uh, women's outdoor media association, the woma.org. Thank you so much you. for all you do and for spending this time with us. Yes, I loved you. it. I enjoyed it. And we'll be back in touch with you. I'm sure. Fantastic. Awesome. Thank Bye you. Now. God bless. She's amazing. Yeah. I mean, amazing, amazing story. Yeah. Amazing energy. Amazing. Uh, like she is one of those people that, you know, they say, what's the key to success. It's helping other people get right. what they want and need. And I mean, I think she's a living example of that because she is, you know, she has that mentor spirit. And I truly believe that's why we're going to win. Uh, yeah, I really do. Because people like you and her you. and all the other people that are, are part of the community, we are not going to sit quiet mm -mm. and let them step on us. Absolutely. So, All right. Well, but I, we... I, I want to tell you about this constitution. I heard you guys talking about this constitution, how thin it is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we seem to think that the reasons why this isn't being followed by the younger teach younger kids and stuff mm -hmm. is because of how complex it is to read. Mm -hmm. And you keep saying, well, it's only 48 pages. It only takes maybe an hour to read it. Cheryl, that's not the reasons that they're not being taught this in school. Hmm. The reason they're not being taught with this in school is because they don't like it. Hmm. They don't want the constitution. They don't, they want control. This gives control to the people. Hmm. They want to take that away from us and they're slowly chipping away at it. So I don't think we should reference that. It's only an hour to read. Why don't we read it? It's, it's our freedom. Why aren't they teaching it? Well, I agree with that. And we need to, People like us that value the Constitution, the Bill of Rights need to be on school boards, right? We need to be on parent-teacher uh, associations. Uh, we need to be actively involved in the next generations and the generation after that, yeah. their educational uh, content and experience. And so, um, yeah, that, that's really good. And I thought you were going to say that, you know, that it's written in common language, which it is. You know, mm -hmm. it's not like reading the King James Virgin right. Version of the Bible, it is very clear, clear and understandable. And if there is something that you stumble on in nowadays, there there's somebody somewhere has a website or uh, something that's like, okay, so what is the constitution? I think there's a book called constitution for dummies or something like that. I've got a couple on the shelf behind me that are, you know, really expounding on, well, what, what was this meant for? You know, why did there, our founders write it and that sort of thing. All right, we've got to get out of here. Thank you so much to Deb Ferns. You are just awesome. Thank you to all of our audience, our listeners who only hear us in their ears and our viewers who watch us 
on the video form. Uh, what we do here is fun, but when you tune in and you take these conversations into your homes and your carpools and your, your Zoom chats, that's really where the rubber meets the road. Yeah, when so, you talk to other people and you let them know about the Second Amendment and your rights, mm -hmm. the Constitution, it just, it just makes us feel good, right? Well, it makes us feel good and it educates, it engages, and it informs others. That's huh? what we do. Huh? Huh? All right. Well, um, stick around, honestly, because we always have another show coming up and uh, we've got some really exciting guests uh, stacked up waiting for you. And we've done a, a hundreds of um, previous shows. And so those guests, those uh, subject matter experts, you can learn about those on our website at gunfreedomradio.com. Click the guest tab and you can see photos and bios and links to, to all of their works. And uh, until next time, gang, what are we going to do? We're going to pray for our nation. Indeed we are. We're going to pray for people that are in positions of leadership and responsibility. We call them leaders, whatever you want to call them, representatives. Um, no comment. And and what about the ones we don't like, Dan? We're we going to pray for them too? I just said no comment. I think. I think uh, yes, we're going to pray for all of them. There's some that really need extra boost prayers. That's true. Maybe especially for the ones that we don't particularly care for. Yeah. All right. Be good to each other. Have a great week. And God bless. Bye-bye.